Okay, so I want to talk about iPadOS in this video because, you know, the other week at WWDC, um, this was one of the biggest developer conferences Apple has had in a while. Um, we had, it was one of those things where it, you know, they went over two hours in length, but it just felt like it just flew right by because there was so much stuff that they were trying to cram into it and talk about it. So many new things, particularly for the developer crowd that was there as far as how they're going to improve their apps going forward, but also some really cool stuff for us to preview as consumers about what's coming in the latest update to iOS, tvOS, etc. And this was kind of a game-changing year for the iPad. If, if there's ever a moment where we look back and see where was the transition where the iPad really hit its stride, I think we can pinpoint back to this WWDC 2019. Because what they did was they took the iPad operating system, and they've always just called it iOS. Now, it's always had optimizations uh, for the iPad in particular. You know, it's funny, I remember when the iPad was first coming out, and there, you know, there, there have been rumors about this for a while that Apple was working on a Slate product to some sort, a tablet, we didn't know what they were going to call it, and I would hear people talk about it and they would say, What's, isn't that just like a big iPod Touch? What's the point? Whereas I heard those, that, those rumors, that information, and I said, yeah, it's like a big iPod Touch, that's amazing, and not to even minimize it by saying, by using that phrase, but just, just the point saying, imagine that all, all that you can do with the iPhone operating system. And now imagine stretching that out into a large screen, what you could do with a canvas like that. And so right from the get-go, uh, the iPad showed a lot of promise. All the way back to Steve Jobs introducing it, sitting in that recliner, showing us a different paradigm for computing. Uh, and then it, soon after that, Steve Jobs talking about how this is going to become like the family car and you'll still have the Mac and that's going to be more like the, the family truck that you use for certain specialized tasks, but the family sedan is the iPad. And we haven't quite ever gotten to that reality. The iPad has become a massive hit for Apple. Um, for, for many people, it's become their first computer, especially encouraging uh, to hear how empowering it's been for like the elderly who have never used a traditional computer but have been able to use an iPad. But, you know, and of course there have been people using it for all sorts of things. Um, but it's never quite taken its place as the family car uh, in the way Steve Jobs envisioned way back in 2010 when the iPad was first introduced. And we got our first big leap forward with the iPad software back in iOS 11 a couple of years ago, where we got things like the Files app, where we had something akin to the Finder on the iPad for the first time, and we got um, you know some some multitasking tools to be able to, to select multiple things and drag from one screen to the, the split screen support, uh, slide over that sort of thing. That was huge. But this is the bigger year than that, uh, and the reason why is because Apple has now said. We're, instead of just calling uh, this operating system iOS and saying, hey, you can make your app for iPhone, iPad, it's all iOS, we're actually going to recognize that there is something special about the iPad, something that makes it significant and different from the iPhone, and we're going to call it iPad OS. And in one sense, there's a marketing angle to this where this is just a way of you know, further differentiating the iPad in people's minds and that sort of thing. Um, and, and it is true that under the hood, this is still iOS. You know, if you install iPad OS 13 on your iPad this fall when it ships, you're going to get all the features uh, that are coming to iOS in general, like dark mode, the system-wide dark mode, the new Memoji settings, um, that sort of thing. All the stuff that you're getting in, in regular iOS is going to come to iPad OS, but Apple has given us specific features that recognize that the iPad is something different. And we're going to go through and break down kind of what those are. What makes this a game changer going forward, not only did they give us a ton of new iPad specific features, I mean, 
we were hoping that there'd be some improvements here and there, but this there, this was a ton of stuff that was announced that really makes a meaningful improvement to the iPad. Um, I've talked about in the past how I love the iPad. It is by far the most compelling computing device Apple makes to me, and I'm a long time. I've been a Mac user for almost 20 years um, as far as like a regular user and owner of one, and of course I used them you know, in school and that sort of thing going back to the 80s. Um, but there's something that is uniquely compelling about the iPad, and it really is the fact that you're sitting there in direct interaction with the screen because it's multi-touch and that large surface. It's very, uh, it really sucks you in. It's very in engaging and compelling. Um, but now that iPad OS is its own thing, Apple's going to have something to say about it every year at WWDC. They always use that time to talk about new enhancements to iOS and macOS and watchOS and tvOS. And now we're getting iPadOS. And so we're going to get some iPad optimizations and some new iPad-specific features going forward every year at this point. And uh, again, just the mindset shift that Apple recognizes that this is something different is a huge deal. So let's go ahead and talk through some of the new things that really make this special. And I've, I've got my iPhone here with the list because if I tried to do it all from memory, I'd forget something and I hate it when I do that. So we're gonna go through and talk about these things. I'm just gonna go in the order that Apple has them on their Apple Newsroom uh, page. So first of all, a new home screen. They, they re-optimized the home screen, whereas before, um, it, it really kinda did look like a big iPhone. The way that the apps were spaced out, um, it really wasn't optimized uh, as well as it could be for that large screen. And so now in, the, in iPad OS, uh, when you install it this fall, you're going to see that um, the, the iPad icons are tighter together, meaning you can put more on the screen. But that also adds for something new that they've added in, which is that, you know, previously, if you want to get over to the widgets, the Today View, you're on your main home screen, you swipe to the right, uh, you're moving your finger to the right, and it's bringing the screen that's to the left over, and you get to see all the widgets, and you can do this on the iPhone as well. Well, of course, on the iPad, we have a much bigger screen to work with, and so Apple said, wouldn't it be great if we could make it so that those widgets always stayed on the main screen alongside all of your app icons? And so now you can do that. You don't have to, but you can actually do that as one of the options and pin that widgets view uh, to the main iPad screen, and I think that's tremendous. I'm gonna do that and keep it on there all the time. And of course, I never, honestly, never gave a whole lot of thought and attention to what widgets were in there. And so now, because it's front and center, really get an opportunity to go through and really be specific and choosy and customize what I want to have on there. So that is really awesome. Okay, so more stuff with split view and slide over. So we've had for a couple of years this split view uh, where you can have a couple of apps side by side and you can be in Safari, for example, and you can swipe up slowly on the dock, grab the notes icon and drag it over to the right side of the screen and it will actually become a separate window and you can drag it so that you have like notes in the right third of the screen or make it so that Safari and notes are half and half side by side or slide it over so that Safari is the small one and notes is bigger. So that really added a, a whole bunch of extra feature dimension to what you could do with the iPad because you could really actually multitask and you could maybe have the files app in the side and you could actually you know select multiple files and drag them over from one window into another so you could attach files to mail really easily that way. Really kind of neat stuff like that. I did a little video the other day showing that even right now you can take uh, the Twitter app and another app like Mail and you can select text and just drag it on top of the tweet icon and it opens it up as a new tweet. So really neat stuff. Really opens the door for a lot of stuff. Well Apple took it to the next level in iPad OS coming out this fall because now um, you'll be able to actually have essentially it's, it seems kind of crude to say it this way but multi-window support. So let's say you're in notes, you can actually bring up a note and you can 
uh, drag a note from the list in the side over and make it its own window. So you have a note that you're working on and maybe a note that you're referencing. Um, or let's say you're in Safari, you can, you're in Safari, you can s slide up on the, on the dock, tap the, the Safari icon and you're presented with Expose where you can see all your Safari windows and add a new one. And you can do this in any app that supports uh, multi-windows. And, you know, again, this is something that developers can bake into their apps and make available. And it really, again, opens up a lot of possibilities because up until now, we've always experienced an iPad app as a single window, full screen experience. And so now we can have multiple windows and the multiple windows don't work like windows on a Mac do where um, they're sitting on top of the desktop and you can resize them at any corner and that sort of thing. No, it works like split view on an iPad, which makes a whole lot more sense for the multi-touch environment that the iPad is. So again, you can have it in third view and half and half, um, and you can kind of customize it that way and have multiple pairings of windows, that sort of thing. So really cool. And it's going to open up a lot of, a lot of doors. And then there's slide over. So we talked about that where in starting in iOS 11, you can, let's say you're in Safari, you can slide the dock up and you can drag over like the Apple Music app, for example, not all the way to the edge where it becomes a split screen thing, but just kind of near the edge so that it's like a slit, almost like running an iPhone app on the side, sitting on top of the window that you have open. And you kind of have to see this to see it. I think I'm going to have a, a video or a photo on the screen so you can kind of see what this looks like. And that was really useful, but it was only a single app that you could have at a time. You could replace it, but you only had one thing that you could slide over from the right at a time, and that kind of limited the usefulness of it. Well now, in iPad OS, you'll be able to drag that first app, so again, maybe music, and make that the slide over, and then go back to the dock and drag Twitter up on top of it, and then go back and drag Calendar on top of it, and then at the bottom, you can swipe, just like on the iPhone X, how you can just use your thumb to swipe between recent apps. You can do that, but just for the slide over app. So you can very quickly thumb through and select what you want, or you can slide up from the bottom and you kind of see an expose view or an all slide over apps view. So you can tap on the one you want to bring it back to the main one. So again, that makes slide over so much more useful because then you just can have a handful of, let's say five apps that you use just for quick glancing. You can just swipe over and take a look at that. So if I was exporting a movie in iMovie that I made on my iPad, um, I can have that exporting, swipe over the slide, the, you know, the side view and continue working on other stuff or even just browsing Twitter and goofing off. But at least it's something to do other than your iPad being held hostage by the one app that's doing something that you can't get out of. So that is, is a huge, huge, huge deal for sure. Apple Pencil. Of course, Apple Pencil is an optional accessory, um, but it's a really powerful accessory to pair with your iPad Pro if you have one of those models. And uh, they did some cool stuff. Uh, one of those things where it's amazing they could even do this in just a software update without changing the hardware, but they actually significantly reduced the latency. So it feels, again, Apple's trying to make it so that it feels as natural to write on screen with the Apple Pencil as it does to write on a piece of paper with a real pencil. And uh, I don't think they've hit that 100% yet, but it was already pretty darn close, and now it's even closer with iPad OS where it'll feel even that much more natural. And they added a new custom tool palette that's really neat that you can kind of move to any side. Uh, we've had markup tools before with Apple Pencil, but now it's just in this new tool palette, cleaner, uh, more colorful, easier to see what you're doing. They even added a ruler tool that you can position on the screen and use that to draw straight lines that, because I can't draw a straight line to save my life if I don't have something like that. And that was amazing. It's just like in the real world, if you put, you know, uh, a, something on top of a piece of paper that would let you draw a straight line uh, with a real pencil. It, it's, it's an amazing tool. 
And of course that's gonna be available for developers to add to any app. And they also made it really easy to take and mark up a screenshot. You just take your Apple Pencil to the corner, any one of the corners, and kind of swipe up diagonally from the corner, and it brings you into the screenshot mode with the anodization tools already in there. So you can, no matter what it is on screen, you can swipe up, mark it up, save it, airdrop it, text message it, whatever you want to do. It makes it really, really easy to do that. I love that. Uh, also, if you have the Apple Smart Keyboard cover or even a third-party Bluetooth keyboard of some sort, they've added a whole bunch of, of additional keyboard shortcuts system-wide. Uh, next is the Files app. So again, they brought that to the iPad in iOS 11, so we had something akin to the Finder. What the Finder is on the Mac, we have the Files app um, in iOS. And, and now in iPad OS, we have an even better Files app because we have some new things like Column View. So like on a Mac where you can choose Column View, where you can see, you can kind of follow the hierarchy tree of your files, and then once you select a file, you get a preview of the file that shows a little, uh, you know, a, a bigger than icon size preview of the document with some metadata information. Like let's say it's an image, you'll see the dimensions of the image and what kind of file it is and that sort of thing. So just adding additional tools like that. Uh, column view is gonna be my main view for the Files app because it just really adds a lot of power to what you can do uh, from a, a viewing and moving back and forth and again, the hierarchy of folders. Um, they've also added in, this is something that people have wanted forever, but especially since Apple introduced the Files app in 2011, USB uh, flash drive support. Um, and I know that sounds like a no-brainer. You're like, why did it take Apple so long? Well, Apple really wanted to come up with a way to support uh, the experience of plugging in a flash drive without the um, sort of security problems that come with something that runs at the kernel level of the, of the operating system. And so it, they've, they've, it, they have uh, engineered it in a way that it runs in user space, but it's still seamless to, to connect a flash drive. It works like you would expect it to. You can move stuff off of it into the main files app or into online storage like iCloud, OneDrive, Dropbox, that sort of thing. And you don't have to eject it. You'll just be able to disconnect, just unplug it once you're done with your file copies. Uh, amazing. And that takes a lot because we're so used to, you know, ejecting a flash drive without it corrupting the drive, that sort of thing. Nope, you just unplug it. And you can connect it right to the iPad's USB-C port. Or if you have a USB-C to USB-A adapter, you can plug that in uh, instead. And uh, additionally, they also added the ability to connect to an SMB or Samba file share in the Files app, which is great for people that work in a Windows networking environment where they have those SMB file shares. You'll be able to connect to that right in the Files app. And so, it, yeah, again, one of the things I've long said is that I love the iPad. Um, it, I definitely want to use the iPad for everything. Uh, but in the past, there's been a lot of things about using an iPad that feel like you know, running in waist deep water compared to what it's like using on a Mac where I can just run and be seamless and I know how to do everything really efficiently. Um, and so now they've started knocking down a lot of those barriers in iOS 11 and now in iPad OS, um, they're obliterating even more of them and just making it, giving you less excuses to go to a Mac or a PC. You can do a whole bunch of these, these things uh, right on your iPad and uh, iPad OS, which I love. Okay, this is another huge one. They're bringing desktop browsing to Safari. And what I mean by that is that this was a thing about the fact that um, the iPad kind of fell in this weird valley between the iPhone and the Mac, where you had a large screen size where you could have, you had the screen real estate to really show off a full-size web page. But websites were kind of confused about how to handle it. They didn't know whether to treat it like an iPhone because they saw it as coming from iOS or more like a desktop. And so... 
you either got a full desktop uh, website that, that oftentimes didn't work properly, or you got uh, the mobile optimized view that was designed for a mobile screen that looked terrible on a large iPad screen. And so Apple has totally re-engineered how this works in Safari and iPad uh, and iPad OS, where now you'll be able to get the full the full real desktop website, but Apple still done some things under the hood to actually optimize it for the iPad screen. So it will make using the web, especially when you're using web apps, like they, they use the example of like Google Drive, Google Docs, that kind of thing, for example, um, the full YouTube experience. So as I'm a YouTube creator and I'm making a YouTube video and uploading it, I can actually, I'll be able to go in and actually do all the, the stuff that I would have to normally go to a Mac to do. Uh, I can actually do through the browser on the iPad instead. So that is absolutely huge. They also added in a download manager. So just like you have a, a file download manager in Safari for Mac, you can have one in, I, in the iPad OS as well. So when you download a file, you can see the progress bar and you can navigate away and it's still downloading away. And then you can tap on it to open it in the files app and decide what you want to do with it. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. Um, and the files app, I should have said this in the files app section, but I thought about this because I downloaded a zip file recently and iPad OS will support the ability to actually open and uh, uncompress that zip file where before it, it couldn't really handle that. So that's going to be a nice thing to have when iPad OS ships this fall for sure. Um, text editing. So one of the things that's tricky about the iPad is, you know, on a Mac you have uh, the, the menu bar and you have the file and edit menus. And so, you know, you probably know if you're a Mac user that you can uh, select text with the mouse and then on your keyboard hit command C to copy. But, you know, you had to learn those at some point. So you know that that's a shortcut for going up to the edit menu and clicking on edit and then clicking on copy. And there is no menu bar on the Mac, so, or on the iPad rather. So it is a more abstract experience using um, shortcut things like that. That's why one of my favorite things that they did from a shortcut standpoint is with the keyboard. If you have the smart keyboard with your iPad, you can hold down the command key. And if you hold it down for a second, it'll pop over a list of keyboard shortcuts relevant to whichever app you're in. That is an amazing help because, you, again, you don't have a menu bar. And again, they, they've had some difficulties where it's difficult to know what the most natural way to, just with multi-touch, do things like cut, copy, and paste. And so they have some examples on the website showing what this looks like. And I think I've got a video that I'll be able to put on top of this one. But, you know, you'll be able to uh, do, uh, you know, select text. And you'll be able to do uh, like a pinch in, almost like you're pulling it off the page to cut it. And then you tap where you want it to go and you swipe out and it actually pastes it right in there. So these are things that are probably going to feel a little unnatural at first. But once you you know go through the experience of doing it, uh, will come in uh, actually really handy. And then um, you can actually, uh, you can use a three finger tool to undo. So you can just do a three finger swipe and it will actually undo. And so they made a joke about you don't have to pick up the iPad and shake it because if, whether you know it or not, in iOS, you can actually shake the device and it will give you, it'll pop up a little dialogue giving you the option to undo, um, which is dangerous enough with an iPhone, but imagine picking up an iPad and shaking it like an Etch-a-Sketch. That's, that's not a good user experience for the most part. So this will kind of save you from having to do that. And there's a whole bunch of additional things, custom fonts. Uh, font uh, makers will be able to put their fonts uh, for sale in the app store so that you can install them that way and that gives you legal cover to make sure that you're using the font legally and it also gives you a, an actual approved method for getting additional fonts uh, onto an iPad without going to something crazy like a configuration profile or something that most users don't have the, the ability or interest in, in having to do. Um, 
and this just scratches the surface. There's, of course, once everyone starts getting iPad OS, once it ships later, um, you're going to see write-ups with all the, you know, probably 200 plus tiny feature changes and that sort of thing. And of course, like I said, it gets all the other enhancements coming to iOS 13 later this year as well. So this is a huge year for iPad. Um, it is going to, again, like I said, in the past, it's been like running in waste water and, and waste deep water. So you not waste water, but running in waste deep water to use the iPad for a lot of productivity things compared to using a Mac where it's like gliding over ice. But again, they're making it so they're they're draining the pool. So if, maybe it's gone from waist deep to knee deep water, but that makes me a whole lot more productive on the most compelling productivity device and fun device uh, that Apple makes. So I am extremely excited about iPad OS. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a, a, a favorite feature that's coming to iPad OS or something that you're like, oh thank you, because this is gonna this is something I've wanted forever. This is gonna change how I use the iPad. Drop me a comment below. I'd love to, to see what you have to say. I love interacting with people in the comment section. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you know when I have a new video out. And I'll see you next time. This has been John Sherrod for your Apple Update.